0: So I'm a, I'm going to make a five minute ahead of time announcement. You guys were not supposed to come in that door. Like Fran is displaying for us right now. I, you were supposed to all come in that door. I don't know why. I would have thought you would have come in that door when the entrance <laughs> over there. So on that little stand over there are are a bunch of these with piece with pencils and with pens. And the only reason is is I'm, we're going to watch a video and then. I'm a, and then I'm going to ask you some questions, and um, I'm not saying y'all are old and would quickly forget things. That's not my point <laughs> at all, okay? But but it would help me if I were in the class. To, oh, what did he say to to write down? Because I'm going to ask you what are the main points. I'm going to ask you what he, what what are your questions and what do you disagree with? And if if it would if it would be no, you know what? Thank you, and so
1: you're very. Quick. I just thought
0: it would be so crazy for oh. that. So so if if you're the kind of person now, you have your own piece of paper and pen or if you're high tech like Lynn Leeming and you got your phone and you can take notes with that, then you do that. But if this would help you, great. And Here's the deal. I'm going to. Do not think that I'm so generous. I, I, I'm going to give you the paper that you write on. You tear that out and put that back over there. I'd like to have these available next week. The odds of you bringing them back next week are very minimal. Okay? Some things, even from middle school, never change. Okay? <laughs> we just know how they are. So. Uh, but anyway. Get a pen. Do you have a pen? And either
2: and listen
1: guys, I make a lot of money on these pens. Do not keep it. Okay? Can we get one for a couple panels? You know, I didn't buy enough pens
0: because usually
1: most people don't use
0: them. But 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 you can say give me that Fred. But they're still cute. If you guys would like a.
1: It's have a great and remember, Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Eddie probably that right here, yeah. uh, did that on Right here, I
3: say this y'all. Right
1: here, Yeah. And, did you put the lids on for some people? Huh? Yeah. sure that
3: some had ours. Well, oh, those, she got it. Those are, those are <laughs> child-proof <laughs> lids on <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: Okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> got it I didn't want to. Right here, I got Hey there. I heard you were in Boulder yesterday. Yeah. Good great. You're a tough girl. So uh if you want a pad notepad and a pen, well I'll, I'll I'll say it one more time and I'll wait till her belly gets here. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Oh, let me think of something sarcastic. Hang on.
2: <laughs>
0: Somebody said the other day, you can always count on Eddie saying something sarcastic first. Uh, I've got to call him something. Get it white. Get it
1: white. Get it white. Get it white.
0: You know, I used to think sarcasm was bad. Then I I read I read in the Old Testament, God is very sarcastic. And uh, I think... Paul, the Apostle oh. Paul, he got sarcastic, so I thought, I'm good, <laughs> I try, I, I don't think I'm sarcastic in, in putting people down, though. that's important to me, uh, not unless they get mad at me and I get offended, that's why we have the class tonight, we, we still have one, one minute, I'm not giving you more than you paid for, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of looking and depending on how many are here tonight is whether or not we'll keep meeting in here or not uh i wasn't sure if this topic would attract more and i didn't want to i remember one time in this class i forgot what it was and, and like oh i should have rented the bike speak <laughs> arena because <or something laughs> like uh, it was we just needed a larger space um it might be kind of crowded, I mean, once we start the video, I may um, take a count. So I, I will um, welcome you tonight. Glad to have you guys here. Um, I'm going to tell you how this is going to work. It's going to be a little bit odd, but what would you expect? Um, I'm, I'm actually Nathan Holland and his <laughs> wife, Emilio and two precious daughters are gonna be coming in town, and they're gonna be here for a month. Last time Nathan was here, I I just thought he did a great job teaching on Wednesday night. Not only did he do a good good job, but it gave us a chance to spend time with him, and some of us that don't know him, you get to know him. So I said, Nathan, since you're gonna be in town for a month, would you you teach on Wednesday night? He said, sure. So we had it all set up. He was gonna start in October, I start in November. But then his schedule changed, and, which is understandable, and I said well, let's just be flexible. And so since Nathan are going to be flexible, y'all will be flexible with me. What, what's going to happen is, I'm, I wasn't sure, Nathan may be coming next Wednesday, may not look like his mom and dad are saying he is, so he'll be starting next Wednesday, but he wasn't sure, so I, was, I thought, you know what, I'll just start this class, we'll take a break, and pick back up after Nathan. And that's not ideal. But more important than me starting and stopping is Nathan teaching when he's here. That's much more important. That should be a bit more important. And so, uh, so that, that's what's going to be, be kind of weird. But tonight you on the interesting topic, and if Nathan teaches next Wednesday, and I'm pretty sure he might be, then you'll have to remember everything. Right, we'll do a brief review. Um, so we're teaching from, a, 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 we're looking at a, at a Basically, it's a book entitled Unoffendable. The seeds of this were planted in me um, looking at Tonya, our, our PPCS board member director. Uh, it was a theme. Our PPS, our school has a theme every year, and they picked Unoffendable two or three years ago. And I had never read the book, but uh, I like the idea of, that, that he mentioned. And then, it was about seven or eight or nine months ago, Rick, oh, oh Rick's here, okay. Uh, Rick gave me this book to read, gave me his copy to read, and then he bought a copy for me, and then Karen, uh, my wife, got it on Audible, uh, it, I think it was Audible, and so we listened to it as we traveled to go see grandchildren. We, we thought it was a great book, it provoked a lot of thought in us. And I thought this would be a great series to teach. There are six lessons in this series now. Uh, and 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 knowing me, I, I don't think I'll stretch it beyond six. I never keep the things like that. <laughs> there is a book, and you're more than welcome to buy this book. Um, I I will be. Using it somewhat, and so basically what happens is first session, session number one covers chapters one through four, session number two covers five through eight. And so I read one through four and incorporated my thoughts into what we see in the video. So now if, if you, I am not going to teach this class, I'm going to facilitate it. The video is going to do the teaching. And so my goal, is, I do not have a sermon here, I'm sorry. Um, what I have here, basically... or I, uh, Well, you don't leave, don't leave. <laughs> um, um, I have a lot of questions. And so my goal is not to lecture, my goal is to ask questions. Um, and so, that's the reason I gave you those notepads. And if you walk in and then get a notepad, you might want to get one back there with a piece of paper, not unless you have a brilliant memory and you can remember the questions. As as we um, as we go through this, there is one bonus question, okay? If you are, if you don't have the answer, don't say it yet. If you're a radio listener, this guy does a commercial constantly on the radio, but he doesn't say, hello, my name is Brant Hanson and I want to tell you about this. But, I, I was listening to it like I know this voice, I know this voice, I don't know who that guy is because I'm a big radio listener, alright? Uh, so, my first question would be, who is this? What, what's the commercial that he does ads for? Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about introducing this, although I am right now and I shouldn't be. He does a great job of setting the stage, so he's going to set the stage for the book and for the theme, <laughs> We're going to take a break. and come back four weeks later. What I want you to be looking for, what I want you to really be thinking about, um, are what are what are his main points? So as as uh, what is what are the main points? So let's it. What is the? I have three. He really has four, but two of them are almost the same thing. So there's three primary take home points that he has. Uh, what are some questions that you have? You can be writing this down, and then what are some things that you disagree with? Disagree, or it's kind of like, um, I'm not sure about that because I'll tell you when I read the book for the first time. You go, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no.
3: Well.
0: Okay, huh? No, no, that's not. Uh, uh. I was, I was like that. I don't know if that was your thing because what he's gonna tell you is like, no, that's not right. That's not right. But could it be? And and so if if you disagree, we will try not to uh, look down upon you with too much disdain. Now, there's times when if people disagree with something, but they're scared to raise their hands. I'm just not sure about that. That's okay if you do because. I was feeling that way through the book, too. Okay, so it's okay. And the disagreements, it's okay. We, if, we, we can practice getting in the class, maybe, uh, disagreeing with one another. So I want you to really be looking for what are his main points, what are the questions. I, I, I don't understand something. Or what, what, do you, what do you, I just don't think so. And so be writing that down, taking notes. There's a few more notepads there. I think those are all of my introductory points. So with that watch me manage this technology. Okay there's supposed to be noise or maybe there's not, let's see. Okay so that's brilliant. <laughs>
5: Project coming up. I have to write a thesis on white trucks. So I need some sort of resource. I love these. I'm a books guy, so I like good books. And it's funny how I get the old ones that people have thrown away or gotten rid of. Old junk. What the heck? going back to the earth. Groove Yard of Forgotten Favorites. Slacks of Wax. And golly, I found this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a huge Lionel Richie fan, um, dating back to the, like, hello, that video where he had this, his own clay head, uh, dancing on the ceiling. This guy, Lionel. Oh, yes, this takes me back to Little League. I actually never got a hit in eight years of baseball. but I did get Mr. Hustle one year. That was, how did I hustle if I never actually left the batter's box? Good memories. You. There's two things you need to know about me before we get started. Uh, number one, uh, I have a neurological condition, and this is a strange thing to start off. <laughs> I realize that, but I have a neurological condition. Where my eyes move, and so sometimes my head has to move so I can see stuff. And I've had this my whole life. And the funny thing about that is, I grew up in a small town where everybody was either hunting and football, and I couldn't play football because of it this, that's not good for football. This is terrible for hunting. You just don't want this. So I didn't do that, so I played the flute and the marching band. I'm, I'm just kind of a different guy. I'm also, I have to tell you this, I'm on the autism spectrum, too. I was diagnosed years ago, which makes me kind of different in how I come across. My wife likes it. She likes that I'm really honest. I can be I'm too blunt sometimes, but I've, I've tried to get better at that. Um, but also, she has helped me to relax, to stand the right way, because she says I stand like Data from Star Trek. Like this, my natural... And I'm like, yeah, but that's cool, right? So she actually said what you're supposed to do, and I learned how to put people at ease. She's like, this does not put people at ease. It looks like you're trying to, you're gonna leave. And um, so what I'm supposed to do, she said, is to bend one knee like this, and put my hand on my body like that, and then you kind of slump over. Then you guys like this, so... This is just to put people in. So I hope this helps you as well. And I'm so honored that people would consider the idea in this book, which is counterintuitive. And it seems a little crazy. And at first, I didn't even believe it. I actually made a graphic. It looks like a team of highly skilled uh, graphic artists made this, but actually I did it. It's a new idea processor. I put it up here. It's kind of, I charted with a flow chart how we normally process ideas and you can see that there i made it with a. it's not i didn't use like an advanced cgi thing it's actually a windows paint which is an excellent option 16 different colors available and i I used a few so yeah usually i want to be affirmed that if i'm if i'm not i'm upset about it and this doesn't affirm everybody because we all have been taught something at least i was taught that anger is sometimes awesome and sometimes it's terrible like, there's non-righteous anger, and there's righteous anger, right? I mean, that's, that's what I grew up learning. Someone said that was actually in a business meeting, I actually said, you know what, you can choose to be unoffendable. And it was a, a boss at this business meeting, and I, was, I was like, can I? No, I shouldn't, because sometimes I'm supposed to be offended, because there's, there's righteous anger, I'm supposed to hold it. Like, I, I know we can get angry, but sometimes we're supposed to stay angry. Because we're supposed to stand up for what's right. And we need to be angry. And I know righteous anger is a good thing. Here's what's really interesting. There's a verse that a lot of people have memorized in order to justify their anger. And it's the same one. I hear it all the time. But doesn't the Bible say, when you're angry, you do not sin? So it's not sin. Therefore, we should be angry. Like, it isn't sin. Anger happens. But we're not told to hang on to it. We're not told that our anger is righteous. Just that verse. Let's look at this verse here. So this is the one that people refer to. It's Ephesians 4 26 when you are angry do not sin it does say that but that's not even the whole verse we have successfully memorized one half of the verse <laughs> here's what the rest of the verse says if you keep going with it but no one wants to remember this part when you're angry do not sin comma and be sure to stop being angry by the end of the day it's supposed to get rid of it there is no and this was what was shocking to me when I was looking in the in the Bible like How long are we supposed to stay righteously angry? Like three weeks, a month, forever? When when does that that retire? When someone apologizes? like When when do I get to let this go? We're supposed to let it go now. Like as quickly as possible. There is no righteous anger in the Bible for humans. It doesn't exist. I thought it had to be in there somewhere. It doesn't. The Bible is very consistent about this. But what we do, unfortunately, is try to justify our anger and conflate it with God's anger because god's anger is righteous there is righteous anger in the bible it's just god's so when people are saying oh yeah but didn't jesus go in the temple didn't he get angry yes he did yes he did my friend sherry has a saying though she says honey you're not you're not jesus in that story you're the money changers it's true i even illustrated it beautifully back here it's true he's sinless we're not that changes everything he's entitled to vengeance too because he's god he can be trusted with it we can't there's never a point in the bible where it says it's good for humans to hang on to anger ever what we're supposed to do is something very different very radical very countercultural. we're supposed to forgive people that's it and you can't say i'm forgiving you but i'm staying angry it doesn't make any sense this is the very essence of forgiveness, is actually saying, I'm giving up my right to anger. You can do this whether people have apologized or not. In fact, you have to, or it'll kill you. We'll talk more about that in a, in a later session. About just the physiological effects of believing in righteous anger, that we should stay angry. It's a mistake. This is actually, I think too, when we actually practice this, like I have to forgive everybody every day. I encounter with, I know people are going to let me down. I know people are going to be what they are, but I have to decide at the beginning of the day, I'm going to practice a lifestyle of forgiveness. This is what I'm going to do. It changes everything, and you know what it does? It forces you every day to realize how good God has been to you and to me to actually let this stuff go. Fascinating thing that we do with this, that we justify our anger however we can. Look at this verse again. When you're angry, do not sin. Be sure to stop being angry by the end of the day. So get rid of it before the end of the day. This is the message version of it. I actually like the message, generally speaking, um, version, but Eugene Peterson does this with this verse. He translates it, go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. I that these things don't matter (laughs) like this is this is how we normally think of it like you can be angry just don't X or Y like but that's not what the Bible actually says it tells us to get rid of our anger over and over and over by the end of the day and is always in the list if you notice it's always in the list of bad stuff it's like bitterness anger that sort of stuff it's never like in the fruit of the spirit you think people honestly people have elevated almost to that level they think it's love joy peace anger goodness faith like whatever no it's not so um, here's another thing too because some people be like are you telling me this, this can't be right are you telling me my anger can't be in the service of producing like God's righteousness in the world like I'm not telling you that but James 1 is telling you that point blank point blank And we still are like, no, the world needs me to be angry. No, the world needs you to take action, not get angry. Your anger doesn't do anybody any good. In fact, it clouds your judgment. What we actually need are people who actually do things, motivated not by anger, by love. You can defend the vulnerable. You can defend the innocent out of love. We'll talk more about how to handle injustice where anger fits into that and forgiveness in another context a little bit later on. Here's, here's another mistake that we can make, too. We can say, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm supposed to forgive everybody, so does that mean I should stay? Are you saying I should stay in an abusive relationship, or I, should, I have to be friends with everybody no matter what they do to me? like, no, I'm not. No. Actually, you know what? Forgiveness allows you to leave that relationship. Because if you don't forgive somebody, you're staying in a relationship with them in your head for the rest of your life. This is a way to end it. It's not to say we have to be reconciled as friends, or we have to stay in the same home, or I have to put up with this. Forgiveness is an act between you and God, and it's not even because a person deserves it. You don't forgive people because they deserve it. You forgive people because you didn't deserve it. Neither did I. That's the basis for our forgiveness. It's what God's done for us. And when I realize that, that's what's helped me. Like, think about all the things God has forgiven me for, and I get upset at people on the road. Like, <laughs> it's so funny how sensitive I am about everybody else's sin. And usually that's what we're supposed to be angry about, so other people's sin. Like, what about your own? But I believe in this Calvary thing, and anybody who's a, a follower of Jesus does too, where you can, you realize God took out his wrath on himself. And that is a wonderfully freeing thing. It allows me to forgive other people. They have articles about how to handle anger, and it's fascinating because they don't mention, out of all the suggestions, like, here's what you should do. It's like, center yourself, meditate, or, like, go scream somewhere. There's actually, it's called a mom scream. Have you seen this? It's a a phenomenon right now in America, where moms will get together and just go yell and scream in a park out of anger together, because they don't know what else to do with it Forgiveness is so much better. It's really the you only know, it's hard work though. Forgiveness is really hard. very difficult. It's easier to rent a rage room. You see this rage room, you pay like 10 bucks, get the one for 15 minutes, and you actually hit you actually get a baseball bat and walk in and start smashing stuff. It's supposed to help. <laughs> it is fun, I smash this stuff, so I will say it was fun, but I don't think it's I don't think ultimately that's how you want to live your life. I have to go smash some things now. Yeah. By the way, I love what Dallas Willard said about forgiveness. He actually said, yes, forgiveness is really, really hard. It's, it's so hard. That's why we don't want to do it because they're wrong. I've been (laughs) wronged. I mean, they're wrong. It's not saying, oh, everything's fine. Everything's right. Whatever. No, no, no. It's the exact opposite. It's acknowledging there has been a wrong. Now I have to do the work as a follower of Jesus as an instrument of forgiveness in the world. This is discipleship, by the way. I think this is the core part of discipleship. Other stuff is details. Honestly, this is it. Jesus even said as much. Like, do you want to be forgiven? Forgive others. You have to love your enemies. You can't harbor self-righteous anger when you're a sinner yourself. He even told a story. It's called the story of the unmerciful servant. There's a guy who owes the king a lot of money, and the king forgives him, and that that other guy turns around to somebody who owes him just a little bit and will not forgive, and the king is very upset about it. That's the parable. Like, some people think, see, that shows you should get angry, because, no, no, you're not the king. You're the unmerciful servant. You've you've been forgiven all this stuff. Me too. So for me to turn around and not forgive, like, that doesn't work. This is not how the the, king kingdom of God works. But Dallas Boyd said, as difficult as forgiveness is, try unforgiveness. It's worse. You want to talk about a life of unforgiveness and how difficult that is? Jesus is actually giving us a better, easier life by saying we should forgive people. Yes, it's hard, but it's way better than living your entire life thinking you're supposed to be angry at everybody for what they've done. It's a way better way to live. One thing that strikes me about how awesome jesus is you know this for some reason i didn't learn it until i was an adult but the numbers in the bible like the verses and chapters those numbers aren't original to the text we added all that like fairly recently <laughs> i didn't even know that i thought when jesus was talking he said something like you know whoever believes in him will have eternal life 17 for he did not come into the world it's like that's not how it goes the thing about this is some of those chapters and those numbers are placed in the worst places like uh, there's a horrible I call it the worst chapter break in the Bible I hope it's okay to say that there's a couple of stories for example there's two stories in the Bible one uh, you've heard Jesus said do not be troubled you know don't let your heart be troubled. we're very familiar with that that's a saying. There's another story where he's with Peter and the disciples, and it's the last supper. And he actually says to them, Where I'm going, you can't go. Peter's like, Yes, I am. I totally am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're gonna betray me three times before the before the night's over. End of the story. But there's a big fourteen there. Those are the same story. A friend of mine pointed that out, but like, oh my goodness. God is so good to us Because what happens is he's talking to Peter and he says you're going to betray me like this is best friend You're gonna betray me tonight But don't let your argument Where I'm going, I'm going to prepare a place for you and my father's house serves many rooms Like he's do you realize what he's doing as bad as I am we've all we can all betray God in our, in our ways but for him to say that tonight you haven't even done it yet you're going to but don't let your heart be trouble like do you realize how good god is to us and can i extend this to other people this is the basis for forgiveness look at what god has done for me can i extend this to other people and if i don't maybe i didn't understand jesus in the first place this changes everything this will make your life better that's something I would love for you even as you're watching this like this the first session We'll talk more about why this is such a great way to live your life and how to actually do this and some of the questions that people ask This is so great. This is following Jesus and we can do it right now. You don't need to know anymore <laughs> Right now you can actually forgive people So this is the challenge i want to leave you with before we do our next session But it's something that you can start right now is actually saying at the beginning of the day I'm gonna forgive people Stuff's gonna happen this is what it means to actually follow Jesus, and I'm gonna do it. So that's something you can talk about with friends, break it down, see what they think about it, and we will see you next time. Well, that's cool, but, it, Jim, do you have any water buffalo heads, no, like any giant water buffalo heads? Uh-huh. I'm gonna do it again, sorry. Yep. I'm sorry, yep. Oh yeah, this takes me back. I'm gonna say, oh yeah, that flavor, flavor, i say that. <laughs> No, is it me you're looking for? Don't even get me in there. I can see in your smile. Lionel, RIP man.
0: So, do you understand why he goes into the antique store at the beginning at the end? Because I don't understand it at all. <laughs>
3: Sorry,
0: he needed a bath. That's what it was. He was looking for a bath. I was sitting there watching that. He's going to explain that in a minute. He's going to explain that, and like he never does. And so, uh, if you're if you go home wondering, so did I. I don't understand that. Other than it's just a way of getting your attention. He's a lighthearted guy filled with humor, and that's a way to to open. As I went back there. I didn't realize that this was so hard to read here. Okay, first of all, what commercial did this guy do? Medi-Share. The Medishare commercial. Oh. Yeah, that's the voice. That's the voice. Did you know that before? Or just... No,
3: I just heard him. Yeah, that's it. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I know that
0: guy. I, I listen to the radio a lot. There. Um, oh, oh, I will say. I think I'm going to mention this Sunday in my lesson. He talked about when in, in, in the store. <laughs> Uh, playing baseball and he got the hustle award I used to, I used to play basketball and uh, one year I got a trophy and it was the hustle award <laughs> I was horrible at basketball but I got the hustle award so uh, I can connect with that guy so here here's here's what I wanted to ask you could what that probably makes it even more difficult than <laughs> <laughs> Main points, if, if there were three or four main points or the thing that really he said, that just the, the drive home that really helped me or stood out to me the most, what are the main points? Then we're gonna to come to our questions and we'll talk about, uh, man, I don't know if you have those. Okay, what would you say are the main points? Forgiveness is a lifestyle. Forgiveness is a
4: lifestyle, forgiveness. Don't hold on to nature.
0: Don't hold on to anger.
4: Righteous anger doesn't exist.
0: Righteous anger doesn't exist for, for humans. For I mean, that's well, you, is that what you anger. said, Phil? Yeah, I put words in your mouth. That's what I thought you did. Yeah. Right, only God has righteous it's anger. It's the
2: core part of discipleship. Everything else is
0: detailed. Yeah. I it. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it, honestly, in the core part of discipleship. If if he said it's the core part of discipleship, if if we can learn to forgive, if we could just get that, as God has forgiven us, just this group right here only. Uh, I don't think we've ever talked about other other things that stood out to you. Forgiveness is the antidote to anger. Forgiveness is the antidote to anger. We're supposed to be angry at other people's sin. We're supposed to be angry at other people's sin
3: and not our own, Said one of our
0: elders. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're offended. <laughs> I'm glad you're on the front row, Alan. Welcome to the class.
4: He said, "When wrong, do the work of Jesus.
0: When wrong, do the work of Jesus and forgive."
6: And forgive. Uh, I'm trying know. to remember how he said it. But, uh, forgive, so you can let go of the pain. Because they hurt you, you are just let it go for once and for all.
0: If forgiving is basically letting something go. Yeah. Even though, it hurt you. It has, even though it hurt you. And that's hard. And we'll, in a minute we'll talk about it. He, he said forgiveness is hard. We're going to ask that question in a minute. Why is it hard?
5: Other main points that stood out or something that just really wow that was,
0: I had thought about that before. Yes ma'am. A life of unforgiveness is even harder A life of unforgiveness is even harder
6: This is what God has done for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is what God has done for me. Angela? It's an act between you and God? Okay. What
1: was that I heard?
3: He has strong feelings. (laughs) He does.
0: But he's not angry.
2: The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of
0: God. James one twenty. The anger, man's anger, does not produce the righteousness of God. And. Yeah, yeah, Richard. One thing he did not say is at the end of do not let the sun go down while you're still angry because do not give the devil a foothold. Yeah. He left that out. He, I want to talk about that verse in a minute. He left out, a, a really, to me, he says, in your anger, do not sin. And that's our go to verse for see, it's okay, but then get rid of it. Don't give the devil a foothold. And I think that's part of that comment. Good point. Yeah. I want to go to that in a minute. Um, Yes, Richard.
2: I played almost Saturday,
3: at the And I played with uh, with this guy I don't really know very well. He was telling our mutual friend that his brother
2: is homosexual. And you know, the
1: righteous anger, or I'm supposed to be offended and act as if oh, that's wrong, it kind of seems to me to be a fine line between
3: not being offended and not
1: being righteous anger and everything's okay. So,
0: that's my own personal contact. Yeah, yeah. Did he speak to that? Did he speak to that?
1: Did speak yeah. to
3: that? I, I don't know. He did right. he did let, let me make sure I understood you correctly, but Frank, go ahead. he
4: Say that everything was okay. He made a point that, it, that it's still, things are still wrong. But what you, it's how you approach it. You, you were supposed to take
6: action, not yeah. let it fester inside of you.
0: Yeah, because the feeling is if I don't show some emotional response, I'm telling you, oh, that's all right. But it's not all right. And, he, and, I, and I think he said in the video, I'm pretty sure he did. I think he addressed that. That I'm not saying that by being unoffendedable, which is really not even a word. I think he created that word. That you're saying it's okay. Yeah. Um, Fred, and then Jeff.
7: Is everybody agree that knows the scriptures better than I do? That there is no place for us individuals to have righteous. Anger. So that's
0: point. That's point. That's one of his one of strong points. No, nowhere in Scripture he said. Because as soon as he said that, I'm filing through Scripture, man. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. of stories, thinking of stories. I think. Oh wait a minute. There's a story. Oh, wait a minute. There's a story. Nowhere in Scripture is there an example of man's righteous anger. Nowhere in Scripture, is this right, is anger a good thing, a right thing for men and women, for humans? Is that what he said? That's what he said, right? All right. so now, those who know Scripture well, is that right?
7: Because I'm pretty angry at Hamas right
0: now. Yeah, so you're angry at Hamas. Yeah, yeah, so so what do we do about that? I've got got
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: the shining still over there, isn't yeah.
1: <laughs> it? <laughs> 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 that's right, <laughs> <laughs> huh? I that's right anger.
0: Okay, so, but the question Fred had, so, so there's, two, there's two things you put out there. Am I wrong for being mad at Hamas? But then your other question was, in Scripture, where does it say yes you should be angry? Where does it say that? So maybe the question is, what is anger? Well,
2: I think part of it too he was talking about not holding on to the anger, yeah. and because it clouds your judgment, causes you to do those that are not right. So in Scripture, it gives Satan a Yeah, and I, and I think he said, if you, instead of being angry, do something. And so I think that's kind of what he was talking about more than just hang out for anger for anger's sake. So what, I mean, what is the problem with you being angry Hamas? Do they care? Does anybody care? And, uh, so what
0: does that mean? But my feelings are, this is where I was going, oh, wait a minute. If I'm not angry, that means that doesn't bother me? Well, isn't there supposed to be some type of response to that? Yes. Yeah. What's the
4: difference between being angry and being offended? I mean, what do you think
1: about all kinds of things? Are you offended about that? Are you offended
0: about this? Are you offended about? You can be offended all day long. Yeah, and, and I think, and I think it's we can be offended all day long. I really think that's at the heart of of what's so incredibly relevant today is there's such a heightened sensitivity, people are getting their feelings hurt constantly and so easily, or there's an extreme of sensitivity, they're called snowflakes, or there's an extreme of insensitivity, we just blurt out and say whatever. So the question is, what is the difference between anger and being offended? Am I correct? He would. He's saying the same thing. To be unoffendable is to be a person who does not he doesn't say you don't get angry, that's just human, but you don't I hold it. So I'm thinking he's saying the same thing. Did I answer your question, Jeff? I uh, have <coughs> story.
2: Two Shinto priests were walking in Japan. So, so, say that again. Shinto priests were walking in Japan. A okay. Okay. Shinto, a priest, cannot touch a woman. Mm-hmm. He
8: cannot touch a, like a woman.
2: Came to a creek, and there was mm-hmm. a, a geisha lady trying to cross, and uh, she couldn't get across the creek. The older man picked the lady up, carried her across, and set her down. They went on their way. The younger man
3: was fuming,
2: And the older man was asked him why he was so mad. He touched a woman. And he said, brother, I left her at a creek. Why are you still carrying her?
0: Huh. We do. And that's the problem. He's curious when you let it test her. Did you notice I really like this? He said, he said, you know what I'm saying? Does this mean I have to stay in an abusive relationship? He says, when you don't forgive, that's keeping you in that relationship. I thought that was really strong. You're holding on to that. I thought that that was really insightful. Uh,
8: yes? just uh, along that same line looking at Romans 12. Uh, Bless those who persecute you. Bless, do not curse. Rejoice for those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in armor with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone even for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will re- repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, he will burden burning coals on his head. So he, you know, he basically, you, there is no place for the, that kind of anger.
0: And, and this is God oh, he, he said only God has the right to have that anger and only vengeance belongs only to God and that's really clear in that passage uh, so then I'm hearing that and I'm going yeah so how do I respond to Hamas? Yeah, but then how did God respond to me am I Hamas to God yeah. Take the
4: example of David and tell God. Say
0: that again. Take the example of David and tell God. Take the,
3: what do you mean?
4: Take take tell, God yeah. tell God
0: how you feel. Tell God how you
4: feel. Oh, up. yeah. If you're
3: angry at Tell God.
0: Yeah, because he can't. So you
7: gotta let it go. David asked uh, God to smite a lot of business.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, but David had the right to be angry at Saul, but he did not take vengeance on Saul. No, that's the difference. It's
0: not a sin to be angry. Whoa, whoa, okay. It's not a sin to be angry.
4: Depends, But the sin comes from how you react to that anger. That's why it says be angry and sin not. Don't sin. You can be angry. That's, that's human. Just like Fred said. But
0: so since you're in Ephesians, so let's take a look at how that.
4: How you act on that is going to determine
0: whether or not you sin. It's not. A, all right. All right. So in the front row, it's not a sin to be angry. It's a sin how you respond. Yes. What? What is? What is anger? What is anger? Well, uh, I'm not going to answer your question. I'm going to. Stop. I know because you had your hand up before I asked. Go ahead, and then Jeff, I mean,
3: I'm
4: angry at Hamas, but they don't even know I'm angry at them. And they don't care, but I'm still inside angry at the things that they are doing and being evil. And then I pray that God will open their hearts and minds, and you know, that believe in God for His goodness instead of
0: um, so. When would that anger cross the line? To be what is spoken, you should not hold. Should should you keep that tomorrow and next week, or or maybe maybe we're confusing what anger is and something else, Jeff? Genesis four
2: six and seven. God said that the King, why are you angry? If you had built uh, sacrifice right, you would have been accepted. Telling him that for your anger, but. Be careful! since crouching at the door. He allowed his anger for not doing what God wanted to cause him to sin, to utter
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Revokes doesn't it, Well,
8: one of the problems, going back to anger at Hamas, uh, if we harbor that kind of anger to Hamas, and what they did, it's a terrible world. I mean, it's, it's disgusting, it's quite evil, but by holding on, by being angry and working yourself up, you can't even do anything about
0: it. But if you could, what would you do? If you could do something about it, if you were in charge and you could do something about it, would you react and respond out of anger? Do, you pay, repay evil? Do we repay their evil with evil? Or is the response to Hamas not repaying evil with evil, but is it rather stopping their evil? Joshua?
8: Look at all
0: this. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that too, Eric. I was thinking about Joshua. Like, uh, But is, are Joshua and the Israelites angry and mad and taking vengeance? Is that what they're doing? on See, was phone 109
2: it talks about a man that has really mistreated David and says, let his days be few, let another take his office, let his child children be fatherless, let his wife a widow; let his children wander about and beg Sounds mad to me. <laughs> yeah, but I think the key part of that is he's telling God please have this happen, not that I
0: do it. Yeah, this is, this is yours God. That's, so, like, that's what Kathy was saying Give it to God.
2: Well we have this one thing we
4: do in our reference to Hamas and what they're doing, they gotta remember what's the root of this. It's Satan. Satan is doing this. He's doing this to God's people. And he is enjoying it. So we we can't fight that. God can. And so we have to take it to him.
0: So we just don't respond if we could to Hamas and let them keep going. Because well,
4: I have no direct connection with them, so I mean, if they came, if they came to my house, that might be different. Yeah. <laughs> but see, Eddie, I'm angry because I've
3: hurt
0: for those sure. teachers,
3: for yeah. those babies. Yeah. So,
0: so here's the thing. One, um, one of the points that he made. Maybe we'll get to respond to that. One of the things he says: this is very. Counterintuitive. I think that's one of the one of his three points that I came up with this is very counterintuitive how is what he said very different than what we're used to thinking and hearing how is it different justification we get to justify the anger <clears throat> we feel justified in anger and he's saying you're not okay? you, can't, you can't
2: justify it just because you read part of the verse that you have that right so you ask the question like what is anger? So it's a feeling, it's like there's something that offends me, you know, or doesn't make me happy, kind of like what he was saying in his little three boxes. So you have this feeling that, you know, some
3: of displeasure.
2: displeasure. violation. So when people talk about the loss, I mean, it stirs them up inside, I mean, they get angry. You know, so you've got this angry feeling, Okay, you know, saying is like, it's what you do with that emotion, that feeling.
3: That, that thought process
4: that takes you into that next step, either biblical righteous or not righteous. Yeah. And do you respond as Christ like, or do you just
0: respond with your emotions? Do you respond in a Christ like way, or do you respond out of your emotions? And I love what he said only God has the ability to uh, be trusted. With that, uh, I was session. just, just going to
6: yeah. say that we also have to remember that God does tell us to come and let us reason together. And even though we do get grand, crazy things are going to happen in the world, we do have to consult with God because they're, they're as angry as we get. And, and we may have a right to be angry in a sense of our emotions feeling, wow, this is a bad guy. This is a terrible thing that's happening. And we, we're put out by that. And But we pray about it, and we're still put out by that. It's still bugging us, but we have to put it at God's and say, Lord, help me to figure out how to build up this, how to deal with this because I have no control. Or it can
0: and grow
3: and take yeah, control of me. We
0: can't
6: let this fester in us because there has to be someone else that's in charge of what's going on or someone else closer to the situation. We are not.
0: Right. Now, now Fred did have a good question. Okay, so, so the Hamas said, wow, that's a really good modern day right now. But he also added, to where in the Bible? Is that true? Who knows their Bibles well enough? Is there anywhere, is there anywhere that says, okay, man things you're good in this situation? Uh, Tim, Karen, and quick uh-huh. Everybody,
2: one of my elders is gonna give us an answer to this,
3: so let's Similar <laughs> <there another> <laughs>
1: I'll answer the previous question. Okay, so okay. let's get it Okay.
2: So I think people confuse righteous or righteous anger with uh
0: well she's not. That's okay. Sorry. Right. that happens to me. Fred and then Richard. <laughs> did you you did you remember your thought?
7: To me, there's a difference in <coughs> sorry. Allergies. I'm um, horse. What makes me angry or what offends me is not so much what's against me. Like, if you insult me or if you cut me off in traffic or if you tell me I'm stupid or something, that doesn't really bother me that much. If you're going to hurt somebody or if you're going to commit some sin against my grandchildren, I'm going to get really angry and. I think a lot of what the scripture is talking about is to get away from what is affecting me. I can deal with somebody hurting me or offending me, but when I see bad things happening in the world to innocent people, whatever, I get angry. I don't like it's not that I don't have sin, but I don't like seeing the sin in the world when I see how detrimentally to to innocent lives of the people. So
0: So when does that negative feeling become wrong?
7: Well obviously if I act wrong or if I try to take vengeance myself. If
3: you hold it, if I hold it in, I can be angry about sin,
7: I believe, and not sin, but it's going to be sin if Eric just does something terrible to me and I don't let go of it, even after he's maybe apologized. And so, Eric, you know, <laughs> got to
8: work on that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Several my my
1: Several years ago, we were having a uh, family reunion in Oklahoma, and one of my distant cousins uh, had been in prison for um, sexually assaulting a child. And I will say, I. I thought, I want nothing to do with him. I don't want to go see him. He was in for help. And and after that visit, I thought about it more and I thought, who, who do I think I am? I mean, yeah, my sins are different. They're not the same. Does that, does that make my sin any better? And how will he ever find forgiveness If I do nothing but with everyone else continue to shun him, going and seeing him and speaking to him and talking to him, I hope that would convey that there is forgiveness in the world and it is through the Lord and that every one of us is in need of that, whatever our sin is. Yeah, that
0: was a huge point that that was really, if we could just remember. Me and God. Why is it my stuff is minor and it wasn't hard for God to forgive me? But there's a major. If I could just get, if I could just give that, He's saying not holding anger and not being offended helps position me to understand how God has been to me. As opposed, got, to, got for you. Sorry.
2: <laughs> as opposed to uh, anywhere in the Bible saying that anger is, you know, man's anger is good. Jesus said at the uh, Sermon on the Mount that you've heard. it said that whoever is murdered, whoever murders is subject to judgment. But I say whoever is angry is subject to judgment. So we're going to be angry, but it's uh, it's not condoned. I don't. If Jesus says that, I don't. I think that that kind of covers the scriptures. You know. That, that uh, we're probably not uh, angry being angry. We're going to be angry. That, that's just the way we're Yeah, and
0: he said that. He said, it's going to happen, but now don't hold on to it. Kathy? Uh, a...
4: To me, something like Moss is an example of anger gone to see these people the are so angry because of what has been done to them that they would do what they do out of their anger to other people that we're trying to miss it way back here and not be an example because if i sit around and, and if i waste my energy being anger angry about the world's sin I'm wasting my energy because the world is going to be sinful. I have to focus on
0: not being simple. That's chapter 5 in the book. He says, why, why are we all shocked what people are doing? Why are we freaking out and surprised? Like, what is this? this is This world we live in. I found
4: some
3: day the world is Mike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I that that the I'd say that I'm not about the call, but this doesn't seem to have one right the other way. But is <laughs> <laughs> Give us <some> context <laughs> of that quote. The that that uh,
3: so the translation says, says
1: he,
0: whoever is angry with his brother without a cause. Which would if, if, if that's literally the good translation, that means if you're angry with a the cause, then that's
1: not the The King James version is without a cause. Perfectly. I'm My now- Aha,
3: a, a so There's a question of, there. yeah. the of
1: the textual barrier here. Please that. If you go with that translation, he's yeah.
0: yeah. definitely out. You can't talk on the backside. You can't talk the And, you know, we're sitting here and we are, I agree, at
4: what I'm about.
3: But we forget that Jesus died for every one
6: of the people. And he saved the people. And so that's where I'm kind of conflicted. Because when you read in Acts 17, the world and the earth, the Lord and everything else. And he needed the rain. And. He he actually said, I
0: don't know if Karen, if it's in the video or in the book, it's in my notes. The world doesn't need our anger, the world needs our action.
1: It's interesting. Did he? Yeah. Karen, how did need finish. I'm Um, ready for that. that's why um, it's when our anger controls us.
4: We
3: don't need to adjust. Yeah, since when our anger
0: controls us, then we're acting out of emotion, not out of rational. And there's a really interesting thought, I okay, think about the policeman
3: Richard. Yeah, now. I heard someone say today
2: that if, uh, if the Palestinians had followed the model
3: of Mark
1: Luther King or Gandhi, uh, a peaceful
2: protest of it would turn the world's attention on it and any injustice done to them as Martin Luther King did in Civil Rights.
1: It was more love your enemies kind of philosophy with
3: Martin Luther King. Yeah. In a I, I don't know if you said it in the
0: video or if you said it in the book, and I, and I, but, it, but it, I think it's in the video. Whatever you do out of the motive of anger, can always be done better out of the motive of love but the motive of love that means if you love someone you don't get it the motive of love does not ignore injustice the motive of love does not ignore evil and the motive of love does not have an apathetic approach to it uh, and, and, and uh, again I don't know if it's the book or the video I'm, I'm not to be better fair, But he said, look at policemen, for example. The best policemen, you must deal with injustice. Policemen face injustice all the time. But the best policemen are not policemen who respond to injustice out of the emotions of anger. It's when policemen respond to injustice with emotions of anger that policemen do things that, that they get in trouble for. And so when there is a sense of, this is wrong, this has got to be dealt with, and they maintain their emotions, that they, they do a better job of fighting injustice. It's when you, you get out of control with your emotions of anger. So it's 727. Well, that's just it's, it's interesting. I, I think if nothing else, it's not like, we got it all figured out, it makes you think. That's the main thing it did for me and Karen. when we, we, It made us think a lot. We were struggling. We were struggling because we got some people that are like Hamas in our lives right now. All right, and we're really battling with this. And uh, oh, there's so much more in my notes I wanted to say, but we didn't have time. But I think for me and Karen, it was a good struggle. It was a good. I want, to, I want you just to go home and be wrestling with this. The one thing it did is we were traveling. Something bad would happen in our direction, whether it was a driver, whether it's and we just said, okay, the unexpected let's 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 it 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 was it was starting of to have an effect on us. I think it was. Um Austin first is <laughs> the hotel. We have this time in the line and he turned around,
4: and affect that I'm on the person.
3: They cut
0: line, yeah. Um, man, there's there so 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 if you feel a little tension, or just, that's good, that's good. Wrestle with it. Uh, oh, there's so much. Oh man, I got so much I wanted to say here. Um, let me just read this, and then we'll be done. If if there's a take home, what would your life be like if every morning you got up and you said, Lord, you read these verses and help me to live this today. Therefore. Each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work. Do something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who lessen. Listen, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Get rid of it. If it's okay, okay, why am I supposed to get rid of it? That's interesting, isn't it? (coughs) Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. What does that look like with those who hurt us? Um, he said, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to practice a lifestyle of forgiveness. I'm going to make a decision to let go of my right to be angry. People are going to say they're going to do things that are hurtful, but I'm going to treat others as God has treated me when I have wronged Him. Um, Oh, there's so much more to say. We'll just leave it with that. Let me say a prayer. Father, I, I, I love the way Scripture is described like a seed. And so we've taken these Scriptures and we pray that You'll plant them in our hearts and let them grow and let them shape and form us and lead us into what it means to be followers of Jesus in this very dark world. Help us to understand these truths in our practical everyday lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So, be looking for the arrows when you walk in the door. I don't know if we'll be in here or another room. Likely we'll be in here. I'd rather be in here because I'd like for many people to say, Nathan, we love you, and memorial we're here and we want it hang out with you. So please come if Nathan's here next Wednesday. Um, Now, if you want to really be the teacher's pet, you'll take your notes and tear them off and put your pads back up there. Then what you'll do if you really want to score big is this back row right here, I stole it from right over there. Those chairs I stole from there and these chairs right here I stole from that back wall. So if you want to help put those up, that would be great. If you don't, I'll take note of that. All right, we'll see you next week. Hey, I'm Eddie White, the Senior Minister for the Eastside Church of Christ. Sure want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I hope today's message was indeed a blessing to you. I'd like to invite you to browse our website at eastsidesprings.com to get more information or to contact us. And as always, we indeed welcome you to join us for our worship service in Colorado Springs as we seek to live out Jesus' mission of making disciples of all nations.